0: hello bitcoiners my name is ansel linder and this is bitcoin and markets on this show we honestly explore bitcoin to the best of our ability we take a look at stats metrics the tech and the economics behind it all my goal is to stay ahead of the curve and to take you along with me thanks for joining me let's go What's up, Bitcoiners? Back here with another Friday Fundamentals episode. So lots of news, uh, you know, some uh, revolving around Tether and a lot revolving around Binance. And then just a broader spectrum, a broader theme uh, I want to cover on this show. Of course, I'll go through a few statistics for you uh, to keep you up to date on the fundamentals that are going on with Bitcoin. uh, But then I'm going to jump into some of these other things. So price on Bitstamp. 63.70. What of the last three days? (laughs) Some big green candles over the last three days. And uh, we are breaking up above like the last line of resistance. The 6200 kind of area uh, was where like this last line of defense was. Maybe some people will say 62 to 64 is a lot of resistance. So we'll see. We're, We're going deep into it right now and we'll see what happens with the price. Um, now I've had, I've had a few comments that this seems a lot faster than uh, people would expect, right? I mean, we were just down at 4,200 at the beginning of April and now five or six weeks later, we are all the way up at 6,400 basically. Uh, that's a huge, a huge change. And it just seems to be going a lot faster than people thought. Now I, I was saying that back before the big drop Below the $6,000 price, I was saying that this was going to be a lot faster bear cycle. That Mt. Gox cycle, the Mt. Gox depression or uh, recession was was much worse and more protracted for several reasons. One, i mean, 800,000 Bitcoins on the loose. Um, another one is that there was still a possibility of going to zero. Like that was still in the cards. It was a 50, 50 shot at that point. And now it's more like 80, 20 shot, I think. And lastly, there was a scaling debate. So just getting started right towards the latter half of that uh, bear market. So it kept the price, uh, suppressed longer, you know, it kept the uncertainty higher for a longer period of time. So that's, those are the three reasons why I was thinking this cycle was going to be much shorter. Um, but then we crashed down below 6,000 and I was like, oh man, now we're in for a very long protracted consolidation down here. And we did get several months of that, right? But now just five months later, we're breaking those, those levels again. And, uh, you know, it seems really fast. It feels really fast for people. So are we going to go up forever <laughs> from now on? I I I think... I think lows below 4,000 are pretty secure. Um, I don't think there's any way really that we can break the 4,000 minus like earth shattering uh, FUD, which is a very low percentage in my mind. Uh, Are we going to get back to my kind of target price of 4,200?
1: It's
0: looking less and less likely. Um, Last week and even the week prior, I was up there 60, 75% that it's going back to 4,200. Now, you know, I'm I'm under half. So I'm like 40%, maybe even 25% that we will reach down to the low 4,000s again. Um, But that is the next kind of, that is the largest line of defense. We've gone so far so fast that I can see us wicking all the way down there, bouncing very hard and, you know, wicking down to 4,200 and being back towards 5,000. Uh, within a few hours. Anyways, um, I do think we're we're due for a correction. Uh, that doesn't mean it's going to come uh, this weekend or next week, but soon there will be a quite sizable correction and it will catch a lot of people off guard. That does bring up the other minority side of the, the market, the altcoins, and I'll go into that later with the kind of stories and stuff. So what else we got? Let's look at uh, sentiment. This is one of my favorite indicators, uh, even though it is Bifinex. Bifinex has seen a, a huge inflow of capital over the last, uh, I think, uh, 48 hours, maybe 72 hours. So a lot of people are coming back. Maybe they withdrew during all the FUD and they're coming back on right now with, with a bunch of capital. Uh, it was like 240% of their daily inflows. In the last 24 hours. So um, you know, it is it's it's picking up, people are coming back onto Bifinex. Anyway, so this sentiment is from Bifinex. it's longs versus shorts, and the way they do it for people that are new listening to this, the way that Bifinex does it is you can open up a long or open up a short, and there doesn't have to be a corresponding uh side to the trade, like on the futures market like CME. If someone is long, someone has to be the other side of that. They have to be short, and, BIF and X is not that way. So, if we see a ton more shorts than longs, you know we can get a gauge on the sentiment here, because CME there would be exactly the same. Um, you know, there's there's exactly the same amount of longs and shorts, but not on BIF and X Anyway, so the ratio between longs and shorts is maintaining very or staying very very suppressed. Uh, down at 0.59. So it has gone down even slightly more over the last week. Last week, I reported at 0.60. Shorts are not being scared by this huge price increase. I mean, of course, there are going to be liquidations in there, but the large positions, they seem to be holding steady and holding strong. We'll see when those start crashing off. But as of now, there is no effect on the shorts right now. They're probably feeling it, but the large holders of these shorts are not buying Bitcoin. The longs have started creeping back up as well, so the total sum of activity is also creeping up. But overall, I mean, there's we say we we need to run these shorts off. Um, I don't think we're going to run them off very quickly with just a steady 2% a day, right? We need to have like a 10% day. All the, all the shorts will get liquidated or scared and then we'll drop. Um, but we are, a correction is still in the making here in Bitcoin. I mean, let's go back to the regular price chart. Uh, if you get my fundamentals newsletter, um, I do some simple technical analysis on there as well. And we still have this very protracted Uh, bearish divergence on the RSI. So um, back April 2nd or April 3rd, we hit a huge number like uh, 89.9, almost 90 on the RSI. It's going to be hard to get back to that level. I mean, even if we keep pushing for a couple days, we might not get back to 90. Um, So there will be this bearish divergence. Okay. What else we got? All right, let's go into mining. So it looks like the, I'm getting a couple conflicting numbers here from two of my sites that I follow for this. And uh, so I, I'm guessing that right now the correct estimate for a difficulty change is pretty close to even. So even with the price jumping here again, right, we're, we've gone for now from 5,000 to 6,500, 6, the hash rate should be following that. And why is hash rate not following that? So, we will, I'll be watching this for sure and see how this turns out. But it does look like the difficulty adjustment will be relatively even, and that happens in about a week from now.
1: Let's
0: take a look at Mempool. All right, so Mempool over the last week has been significantly more full than. Previously, So to me, this does signal a huge shift in sentiment, a huge shift in bear, uh, bear market versus bull market. Right now, currently, we are pretty full at 30 megabytes in the mempool size. So that means the fees are higher. If, if you guys are trying to make transactions, then do them nighttime hours in the West, because that seems to be a lower transaction volume. That's that's typical. There's more transactions during daylight hours in the west, but the 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 network is seeming to be doing quite well. So yes, there are. If you're putting a transaction out there for one or two satoshis per byte, uh, it's gonna take you a long time to get confirmed. Probably a week, uh, or if if it even ever gets confirmed before it gets dropped. Um, so there there are some cheap transactions building up in the mempool, but. On top of that, it looks like, you know, there's a huge flood of transactions and then the network chews through it. A huge flood like the last peak uh, that was, let's see, what day was this? Was this yesterday? Yeah, yesterday there was another peak at 25 megabytes and that peak was eaten up by uh, in just five hours. So the the network is chewing through these and they seem to come in spurts. So uh, just be check in the mempool maybe before you make your transaction and if you can wait a day uh, or wait 12 hours just make it at a different time uh, that will that will help a lot and what what i want to see with these transact uh, with the mempool getting fuller is what's the dynamic going to be with lightning network so let's go over and take a look at those statistics so the number of nodes is continuing to slightly increase this is the the best metric out of the three. So for Lightning, we kind of watch three metrics: node count, channel count, and capacity. So amount of bitcoins. Um, the node count has been the most consistently positive. So they, even in this big plateau that we've seen for uh, the Lightning network over the last couple months, uh, the number of nodes continued to increase. You know, at a positive rate. So now this this over the last uh, what is this? Thirty days. Let me see. Yeah, over the last thirty days, um, nodes are up five percent. The number of nodes. Capacity. So capacity is actually budged. Uh, the last month it had been sitting right around a thousand fifty, and now we're sitting at almost up one thousand one hundred bitcoins. Um, a good point was made to me that uh, during the right at the year anniversary of Lightning a lot of capacity was added just to get to that thousand mark on the one year anniversary. So we were like ahead of the natural progression of the capacity and maybe that uh, we were ahead on these other metrics as well uh, just for that reason. And um, now we're kind of caught up that plateau helped us catch up to where we would have been if people hadn't pumped the numbers for the one year anniversary. But Yeah, 1,100 bitcoins, pretty good. Over seven million dollars in uh, network capacity. Again, remember, I've been talking about once we get to that hundred million dollar mark uh, of network capacity, that means there's a hundred million dollars on Lightning Network wanting to be transacted because you know people put money on Lightning Network to transact with it, they don't put it there to cold storage it. <laughs> so, um once we get to that hundred million mark, I think that's going to open a lot of people's eyes and be like, man, there's a lot of value to be captured here. Let's start building more games and incorporate this. Let's start uh, maybe accepting it in our businesses. Let's uh, build a wallet for it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so uh, we'll see a lot more economic activity as this capacity goes up. It just entices more people to come in and grab that value. So that's that's all I have for Lightning. Of course, they continually do the uh, improvements. They just launched, I think it's zero point six point one, the next version of uh, LND. That's LND specifically. So uh, it, the development happening on Lightning Network is lights out. It has stayed at the same uh, speed and quality. Uh, we've I've noticed over the last couple months less maybe off-the-wall things, right? Because right towards the beginning of Lightning Network, um, you had people coming up with all these different ideas, submarine swaps and uh, channel factories and different signature types, watchtowers, and um, all these things were just flying out. All these ideas were just flying out. And over the last couple of months, I've kind of noticed a slowdown in this explosive creativity. And so it seems like we're getting to a point where, you know, people are going to build it and it's going to, I mean, they have been building it, but um, the build process is going to catch up with the imagination and who knows what's going to happen after that. So still excited. Um, but comparing this with the mempool, I don't really notice a big change. If the mempool continues to be clogged and fees continue to be up there, you know, three, four five bucks, maybe touching 10 bucks. In the next couple months, if the price keeps surging and FOMO really sets in, fees could get really high. And then I think we'll see that this dynamic will be very interesting to watch between uh, Lightning and on-chain fees. Anyways, let's get into the news. I've talked about the metrics. Let's talk about some of the news. First thing I'm going to do is I want to play you a couple-minute clip here, or it's a one-minute clip of Sherman, this uh, representative from California, speaking to
1: Congress. I look for colleagues to join with me in introducing a bill to uh, outlaw cryptocurrency, uh, uh, purchases by Americans, so that we nip this in the bud, in part because not an awful lot of our international power comes from the fact that the dollar is the standard unit of international uh, finance and transactions. Clearing through the New York Fed is critical for major oil and other transactions. And it is the announced purpose of the supporters of cryptocurrency to take that power away from us, to put us in a position where the most significant sanctions we have on Iran, for example, would become uh, irrelevant. So whether it is to disempower our foreign policy, our tax collection uh, enforcement, or our traditional law enforcement, the purposes of cryptocurrency, the advantage it has over uh, uh, sovereign currency is solely uh, to aid in the disempowerment of uh, of, uh, the United States and the rule of law.
0: So I thought this was fantastic, fan-freaking-tastic. They know exactly where we're aiming. They see that little red dot right on their heart, and they now are starting to talk about it, and they know that this is exactly what we want. But it's very interesting. Like, this is strictly about Bitcoin, okay? It's not about freaking 0x or Tron. He's not talking about those things. He's talking specifically about Bitcoin. Am I wrong? It's Bitcoin only. And over the last six months of this this bear market, we've seen Ethereum start switching over to money. They even took the oil reference of it being gas, right? Or oil for the network. Um, They took that off of their website completely on this redesign, um, and in in exchange for language about money. So, uh, and it's also very interesting. I, I just went to because you know there's some rumors about CME doing Ethereum futures soon, uh, supposedly leaked from an insider of CFTC. But uh, I went on their website and like their first line of what is Ethereum on the CME website is they said that it's like oil and that's nowhere now on the Ethereum foundation site, like ethereum.org. So, uh, you know, the, the, the narrative has drastically changed. Um, and they're trying to emulate number one, right? Everyone's trying to emulate number one. So, uh, anyways, where was I? So yeah, Sherman talked, Thought it was great. Let's move on to the next thing. I want to talk about Binance. So, to all the haters out there that say I talk too much about altcoins, <laughs> this is also a Bitcoin story, even though it is a, you know, the king of the shitcoins. Um, so, seven thousand bitcoins got hacked from Binance. At least that's what they're telling us, and I tend to believe them, but with a grain of salt, right? Um, This happened back on May 7th. So only three days ago, they said that there was um, some unscheduled maintenance. People right away jumped on it and said, does this have anything to do with the 7,000 that disappeared from your hot wallet just now? (laughs) And of course, that's what it turned out to be. There's some really weird circumstances here. Okay, I don't care about the timing of CZ's announcement. A lot of YouTubers are trying to Rip apart every little thing like, oh my God, it took him five hours to make a tweet. Like, of course, dude, his hair is on fire, especially if it's bigger than, than they're letting on. Like, uh, I don't expect them to tweet every five minutes and say, Oh, my CTO just said this. <laughs> you know, my development team just told me this. And then they corrected it to this. Like, what level of freaking transparency do you want? He he tweeted three times in like seven hours about this situation. I think that's pretty damn transparent. Plus, you have the freaking blockchain. We people saw those coins move. They knew what was coming. They knew exactly what was what was happening. Um interesting things. So they said that it was 2FA. It involved uh, people getting hacked of their 2FA through phishing attacks and things. This just doesn't smell right to me. Like, are people still using their phones to, you know, do 2FA on these exchanges? Probably a lot of people do, but I mean, can you compromise like hundreds of SIM cards? Mm, That's that's harder, right? It, It would be a much bigger uh, a hack uh, for, and for 7,000 Bitcoins, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's, <laughs> it doesn't smell right to me, but uh, I don't know if it's legit, especially if they're used, like people use usually like Google Authenticator or some, uh, uh, you know, encrypted type uh, timed 2FA. And that's, that's going to be very hard to uh, compromise all those people. Uh, so that, that just doesn't smell right to me. And next, th- next weird thing is that uh, they're using, seg- they sent them to SegWit addresses and Binance has an integrated SegWit. Now I don't know exactly uh, their system or whatever, but to me, I don't think that they should be able to do that. Like their system might not recognize those, but uh, I mean, depend depends, this, that's a, a little bit uh, less significant, I think. And now then they said that this was only 2% of their Bitcoins. But if you do the math, you know, that's over 300,000 total Bitcoins and their cold storage only has 80,000. So eh, of course they probably break up that cold storage. Maybe they moved it for safety, but there is over 200,000 Bitcoins missing out of their cold storage from what you would think they would have. So some of these things don't add up. They, they're a little bit fishy, um, I don't think it's like maliciousness on the side of CZ or Binance, maybe some of their employees, I don't know. Um, But I'm just saying that it could be a bigger hack than just the 7,000. Okay, now let's get into the reorg thing. So this reorg thing came up a day later (laughs) when CZ said that it had been brought up that they could reorg uh, the entire Bitcoin network. That means a reorganization. Um, If so... A transaction gets mined and confirmed, then, you know, blocks keep getting built on. But if you want to reverse a transaction from yesterday, you actually have to go back and rebuild that chain faster than everyone else is rebuilding it or continuing to build it. So you have, that's what a 51% attack is. You have to have a majority of hash rate and you have to go back through those blocks and redo it with the new transaction back there where you wanted to change um very very significant now over a couple blocks it's not that that big a deal but over 2000 blocks or now what are we getting into 3 days later so we're getting into like 500 blocks now um that's that's no small feat it's not even possible in my mind that's for multiple reasons. I won't go into that here for, for sake of time. Maybe I'll go into it on the next banter episode or something, or Q and a, you guys can hit me up with that. But, uh, the, I think this might've been like genius marketing. I don't know how genius that CZ is. He's pretty freaking smart to be as successful as he is so far, but, uh, and he is, he is quite a big scammer, but I don't think he's like, he's not even in the top five scammers in, in this space. So, um, you know, he has a little bit of leniency with me anyway. So, um, is, is this a genius like <laughs> diversion? Oh, so I'm just going to drop the word reorg and, oh, I talked to some miners and they said, yeah, it's possible. Oh, I talked to some core developers and yeah, they, they said it's possible. So we haven't, we haven't decided, but we're thinking about doing it. So now everyone's talking about the reorg instead of the hack instead of the 200,000 bitcoins that are missing like they're talking about this this reorg <laughs> so if it was a diversion it was it was genius and it was perfectly played but that's what i have to say about the binance hack okay let's talk quickly about tether they fired back you know and got a ruling or a finding or what, I don't know what you would exactly call it from the Supreme court in New York. And the judge said, basically guys go figure it out. Like this isn't, there are problems here. So, uh, go, go play nice and talk to each other and figure this out because, uh, it's, it's not ready. So I think the injunction is off now at this point. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens, but you know, it's, you just got to stand up to these people. You just got to stand up to them. Don't take their shit, you know, fight back, be smart, fight back, cross your T's and dot your I's and fight back. And that's what Biff and X is doing. So not only are, have they been members of good in good standing that have been people turn their back on them so freaking fast, people jump to so many conclusions I have been right about Tether the whole time. I stand by my convictions here on, on the Tether situation. Man, I, I don't know what else to say about that except it looks like uh, it's going to be on the back burner for a while. And we'll just, you know, hear slow little fud about Tether here and there until the next big fud comes out. Some other thing. Some other attorney said something about Tether and and now it's a big fucking deal. So... I don't know. Uh, they are, seems like they have funding for this billion dollar raise for their IEO token. Um, so I, I don't know. Bifnex is fine. Right now, Bifnex is fine. Nothing going on there. I mean, look, they just had all this money come back on their exchange. Tether is consistently the closest to a dollar by the um, basis point. So it performs the best out of any stable coin. And um, the, the premium on Bifinex is coming down. I think it's around $150 now, which is nothing compared to it where it was like four or 500 bucks. So, um, everything's looking good for Bifinex and for Tether. And I'm happy for that. Okay. Last thing I have, I just want to go into this, uh, discrepancy or decoupling of all coins and Bitcoin. So for a long time, I said that this bear market isn't over until the altcoin bubble completely bursts. And then I kind of modified that where, um, I didn't think it was maybe going to burst, but Bitcoin was going to continue running uh, and all coins were going to stay back, right? Like f- the way I put it on the banter episode the other week, if you guys haven't listened to those, go check that out. But, uh, I said that the all-time high for the market cap of altcoins is in that 500 billion, 400 billion, whatever it was in altcoins. That is the top. It will never get higher than that. Um, Ethereum is the largest Ponzi scheme in the history of the world. It's not going back to all-time highs. <laughs> it's not. And so... They're, you know, increased competition. They're going to be fighting over smaller pieces. If you just look at the last couple of weeks, Bitcoin chart is nice and oomph, right, uh, strong, green in your face <laughs> where these altcoin charts are flaccid. These altcoins, this decoupling is happening right in front of our faces. And a lot of people aren't talking about this. A lot of people are in disbelief. That's one reason why I think this, uh, well, a lot of the crypto um, channels on YouTube are constantly fudding on Tether and fudding on Bitcoin and it's it's gonna crash, it's gonna crash, is this the top? Uh, This is not good, this is not good. Oh my God, can you believe how bad this is gonna be? Like, that's all you hear from them uh, because these altcoins aren't taking off and people are waiting and waiting and waiting for this. But once again, I was right. That's all I have for today, guys. Thanks for listening. My name is Ansel Linder. This is Bitcoin Markets. If you'd like to support the show, BitcoinMarkets.com forward slash support. Sign up while you're there for the fundamentals report. Really, really good information, commentary, charts, all of that stuff. We'll see you next time. Peace.